0: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: When I actually pay attention to what's on my table, I look at all the stuff I learned. CB2, I could be getting some inexpensive modernist furniture you could be getting some you could be getting some of a uh, crate and barrels alternative i
0: don't line. think cb2 yeah. is so inexpensive actually i
1: thought it was supposed to be for the hip young among us and it priced is, accordingly i
0: think it's expensive are we are we recording yeah, Matthew? we are how does some it of... sound good we sound
1: okay yeah. for breakfast i had coffee for breakfast i had coffee we done yeah yeah
2: that's good that was a good good mic check well that's all we needed we're just going around and getting mic checks from people so we set up for a half hour and cool we say how do i sound that was awesome. Yeah. You
1: guys are great. <laughs> Sound just good. Just make it simple Thank and you. clean. I mean, this is, this is tight.
2: I am here with Damien and Tim of OK Go, and I guess uh, they are also here with me and Matt and Jonah. You guess? or you sure? Are you not sure we here? here with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is us gliding uh, softly into the actual podcast where I'm hunched over on the floor. Um, thank you for having us in your
1: home. You know, we can, if you want, we can go to the dinner table where we can all sit up for real. It's too late. This, feels, <laughs> this feel, I kind of like this. Do you I like this? I'm, I'm fine with this too.
0: Fireside chat.
1: Yeah. I'm fine f- with this as well. Fireside
2: chat. And... Minus the buyer.
1: Minus let me, let me fire. zip
2: up my hipster zippers on my jeans, which I thought were an awesome idea. Wait, do you them. have
1: zippers on the back of your jeans? Yeah, that's right. That's I I keep my
2: things tucked neatly in my pockets. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. It thwarts pickpocketers and uh, street urchins.
0: You're not supposed no, to sit a on a wallet, though. I hope you not I hope you're not doing that. No, it's the bad wallet's for your right back. Here. All right, good. yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all up. I'm all into that. Why are you okay. supposed to sit
1: on a wallet? Ergonomics, dude. Get into it. Yeah, I guess I should. It's
0: like wearing one high heel.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right? So wait, what's wrong with Walking that? Right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs>
0: Nothing as far as I'm concerned. It's but slightly it's less foxy. Feedback. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> if you're gonna do that, you might as well just go for the heel. If as you, as you well. want to
2: see people on one heel, you need to go down to uh, Santa Monica and like Lexington and Highland, like right over there. That's where all the, I had an office over there, and that's where the um, that's Trannies. where the tranny hookers uh, mm-hmm. hang out. And but they're not they're not just. It, I feel like it's a sub fetish because they all look super beaten up, like ripped hose, one heel. Mm-hmm. Like uh, clothing, you have to be
1: very specific when you're talking about trannies and you use the word hose. Yeah, you can't yeah. just say ripped hose because that could mean could that could mean, mean a je- lot of different yeah. things. So. But <laughs> speaking of trannies, I uh, was recently in Long Island and saw a transmission service called Tranny Man. That's genius. Oh, I think I, someone was talking about that. Yeah, and I took I stopped in their in their their parking lot and took a picture of it, and they they seemed pissed off. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, you got to know that. I mean, e- either you don't get the joke, and you're crazy, or or you do, and you, that's why you kept.
0: The or man. you, they're you just, think they're, they're just bothered just
3: by it? You know, at this point, so many people coming to take pictures yeah, of the Chaney man.
0: I guess so. I caught the end of a HBO special last night about transgender sports writers. Is that more a, than a person?
1: Hey, which, yeah, yeah, that's that's a just, that's a long special I would imagine. Transvestites <laughs>
3: yes. transvestites are a lot like uh you know, Netflix subgenres where it just gets very, very <laughs> no. detailed for no do reason. Do you
2: like vampire mysteries set in the seventies? Oh, well,
3: I guess I do, Netflix. <laughs>
0: um wait, I, I want to hear more about who was this group of people. Uh well, like I said, I came in at the end, but I, there were there were two women who used to be men. Mm-hmm. And uh, who were sports writers as men and continue to be sports writers as women, and and I it seems like the report was about uh, y- y- how they get treated as women versus was it, how was they it get, a, get treated Was it a real sports with Brian Gumble? Yes, it was real sports with Brian Gumble. He's always hard hitting. Is that <laughs>
1: yes. is that is real sports like real sex? You
3: know, uh, less nah. titties.
1: Yeah, uh, well, that somehow more
3: be, interesting yep.
1: and less gross.
3: Yeah, than real sex.
1: Real sex is hard to get through, and it's not, I mean, it's like, you know, sex is something we all have pretty earnest interest in, I think. I I think, yeah, I I would definitely say I I think it's cool. It's hard to make sex unsexy, but they managed to do it. You know, because
2: when you're younger and you think, real sex, yay, and then they define like real sex as a bunch of old hippies sitting in a forest trying to telepathically make each other orgasm. Like, it's not, it's horrible. That was real sex 16. Oh, <laughs> Matt, you really seem to know a lot no, about I the just, real sex I back catalog. I when
1: I was a kid. It was good. <laughs>
2: um, I wanted to... I, I was really excited to have you guys on. Um, you guys did Attack of the Show, yeah. uh, I don't know, a month ago or so. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. And uh, I read your op-ed piece in the New York Times. and Sweet. it was. I tweeted the shit out of it. And wow. people... <laughs> I mean, you never know what people are going to respond to on Twitter and retweet, but it... It was one of the most retweeted things that I've ever posted because people were so... Um, are floored. you saying
1: that that shit is all blowed up?
2: I think that shit is all blowed up and uh, ready to uh, take on a trip Man. somewhere to Awesometown because it was a phenomenally written piece. Thank you very much. And I also, I mean, I, I think every facet of the entertainment industry is sort of suffering from the short-sightedness of corporations who are trying to meet the bottom line and yeah. but if anything good came out of it it's that you guys have it's kind of forced you to make some super awesome innovative videos that people love. Well,
1: you know, I think that um there's there's sort of two ways to look at, at the dissolution of the of the sort of, you know, standard music industry and one is that there's that the structures that people got paid by are all you know shrinking or disappearing or imploding and that makes it scary for you know money people as well as musicians like you don't really know how to no one there's no like set way to go about doing it mm-hmm. and, and and not that it was ever easy to do but at least you at one point it was, it was sort of like you play you play club shows until you get a deal, and they give you a bunch of money to make a record, and they promote you for a while. And, and like, there's a sort of, you know, you, there's a way up the ladder, and not Especially everybody.
0: Especially super scary for young musicians. And yeah.
1: Like, yeah, and that now now there just isn't that system. Like, there's no set way to do it because that system has imploded. the The good thing about that is that with the dissolution of the the you know the mode of distribution, you also have the dissolution of all of the sort of categories. And 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 creative barriers that were sort of built into it, or or, or rather that that kind of um, the types of creativity that that grew to flourish in that system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it basically, I mean, if you think about music videos in particular, music videos in 1985 were were advertisements and only advertisements. And in fact, you know, same in 1995 and, and pretty much the same in 2005 which is that there was something paid for by record labels to sell a, to sell the CDs. So are you
2: saying that The Reflex by Duran Duran was not just an artistic vision on part of Simon Bon, <laughs> Just Amazon? an
1: advertisement, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you blowing my fucking Duran Duran, <laughs> Duran yeah. dreams? God damn it, I love that song so much. It's so good. We well, the do. thing is... Oh, oh, they didn't make the music any worse and in fact it didn't make the the videos necessarily worse it's just that when you saw a video in 1994 the artist in that video was was pretty much akin to a toyota in a toyota commercial right like it's it's it looks really cool and it makes you you know want to invest in the idea of that artist but it's not necessarily made by that artist nor does it really have anything to do with with the sort of creative ideas of that artist and and i mean there were lots of musicians who took a great role in in you know making their videos and certainly it's i mean the the toyota thing takes it a little far but they The reason they had to be so specific and 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 there was such a sort of narrow genre for it is because m t v played fifty or hundred things a year or i don't know two hundred <laughs> whatever it was there was a very you know it 's a very tight playlist and if you 're not if you it, when that was the only outlet for videos it 's just it 's like a super harsh climate for things to evolve in i mean there 's an arms race to be. The, the The most demographically suitable you know what I mean like well, you, like you have to if you don't keep the eyes glued to the screen that will then go out and buy skating sneakers you're off and you know
2: well but the funny thing about that is that because um, i uh I hosted a show on mTV in the nineties and they We always used to get complaints from people who would say, "How come you don't fucking play videos anymore?" A, like I program the goddamn station, right, right, exactly. Uh, And B, if everyone thinks that if you're on a show, you're responsible for every decision that gets made, sure. But you're just the face that gets to to, that gets to absorb the complaints.
0: What what was your show?
2: It was called Singled Out. It was like a dating show. Okay, all right. And um, there were a lot of uh, tits and references, uh, veiled references to wieners. But anyway, um, (laughs) when we were doing that show, people constantly complained that we didn't that MTV didn't play enough videos, and the idea. like hey guess what no one watches video shows anymore because the attention spans have gotten too short and they're literally the lowest rated shows on television so that's why they put programming on yeah and
1: i mean but when there were videos played obviously that the there was you had to be this very very specific thing to succeed and and if you if you weren't one of those things you might as well not exist. I mean, making a video that, that wasn't going to get played on MTV was just a huge waste of money. <laughs> and, and, and so no one made them. And, it, and you got this really specific form, which we now think of as a music video. It's got to be glamorous and the people have to look sexy and, and like it has to be fast cut and Batman angles and like everything that we think of as being a music video. But when, the distribution system falls apart you don't have those rules anymore I mean there's no reason why a music video should be any of those things I mean like now you make something and there's other people out there who find it interesting and that that's the end of the cycle I mean that's like that's the full loop you make something that's interesting other people like it and you're done hey remember remember when Thriller cost a million dollars and everyone was like
2: a million dollars on a video, and then like Mark Romanek was blowing through that in the '90s, uh, like twice like,
1: a week, like, yeah. chi- like change. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it was it. It just is this huge arms race to for those few tiny spots, and so it got more and more and more specific. And now, you know, I mean, that's just one example of the way in which things get. There's just all these new creative spaces that open up because you don't have those rules anymore. So. It, who who's to say that that music is as we see it right now? You mm-hmm. know? I mean, music in the music in the 20s was a was a, a live performance, and music in the early 50s was a a you know a seven inch record, and music in the 70s was an album, and music in the 80s was a music video, and music now is. What you know, whatever YouTube. you think it is. It's YouTube. Here, here was all music in the twenties in my in my estimation. Sarsaparilla in the
2: summertime. That was it. That was every song. <laughs> yeah. That was every song in the nineteen twenties. Well, and, those and are all the ones we have recordings of. <laughs> that was it. Uh yeah, I always I always think, you know, people, people complain and they go, Oh, in the old days, music was so much better. Look at all the music from the old days. And you're like, no. There was always shitty art. It just didn't survive because it was shitty. Yeah, yeah. So, you only
3: remember
1: the greatest hits.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, and there's plenty of times when the greatest hits were were simply picked by by the people at top. And so, yeah. the, you know, there's like I, 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 there's a lot of great music from the 80s that doesn't go listened to anymore. And we still remember Bobby Brown. You know, yeah. Oh, I, how can my...
2: you forget Bobby Brown? How could you? Glass, Glass
1: oh. Tiger, anyone? Glass <laughs> Tiger? <laughs> no, nope, just me. That right. actually was. new what I want to
2: <laughs> do. I prefer to think of the <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Oh, yeah, so uh, uh, I, I would <laughs> on, prefer down. to forget that that got made. <laughs> so, what was it, That was uh, the one that a Huey Lewis sued over, right? No, no Huey no, Lewis sued either. over uh, sued Ray Parker Jr. over oh, "I okay. Want a New Drug." Oh, okay. Uh, for because the Ghostbusters theme, they went to Huey Lewis and said. Hey, will you write the Ghostbusters theme? And he was like, No. And they were like, Hey, fuck you in the face. Uh, hey Ray Parker Jr., put some different lyrics on that song. They're literally they're literally if you exactly listen to Ghostbusters stuff. and I want a new and I want a new drug, they're the same song. Really? Yep, Ghostbusters is better. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shit, but not true. as angry. good as I want a new duck by Weird Al Yankovic. That is where it yeah. man, Took its you side tangent.
1: Weird Al. Uh, I, we could we could make the entire rest of this thing about how great Weird Al is, and not yes. and I mean I, I was I was a fan as a kid. I'm actually more of a fan now. Do you know Al? Yeah, he as do I, and he is not. He is every bit
2: as nice as you hope he he's would a be. Sweet yeah, if yeah. not,
1: and, and and so tuned in and paying attention. Like every every time we put out a video, I get an email from him like 10 minutes later, being like, I "Love the new video. You guys are doing great work." Like. He is is paying more attention to what's going on in the world than anyone I know. And he's a guy
2: that, I mean, the reason he's managed to corner the market for so long is because, you know, he's, he's, like, talk about someone who can adapt. You know, he released all those songs last summer and spent no more than a few thousand dollars on each video and made a bunch of amazing videos. He's got a good formula. He does. He really does. You know, VH1 approached Al about doing a show called uh, The Next Weird Al, like, Find the Next Weird Al. He was like, "Oh, we want you to do the show with us." And he was like, "Why would I help you find someone to replace me when I'm still doing this?" Yeah. Thankfully, he turned that down. Yeah.
1: Well, he's a wise man.
2: But you guys managed to. I mean, you know how much? How much can it really? How much can it really cost to like the treadmill video? How
1: much? How much does the treadmill video cost? It's about two million dollars.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I don't know where that. The no, you I mean, can really, see it in the treadmills. Yeah, no,
1: it was. I mean, the whole thing was CG, obviously. Yeah. And mm-hmm. affects uh, <laughs> lizards and at ILM. It was. It was difficult to get Mark Romanek actually to not use his typical style, right? Um, especially when Spike Jones was involved like that. Right. And, and um, <laughs> we got divide. You up called in lies. Michelle
3: Gondry just as a consulting
1: uh, position, right? Sure. Which was difficult for Oliver Stone to deal with because I mean <laughs> they just don't get along very well, you know. Yeah. And to
3: resurrect John Houston was just <laughs> such a good move, I think, on
0: your part. And yeah. George Lucas just off yeah (laughs) walk right out yeah
1: um
2: the uh now that quentin in there who who adds the n-word into the video and then you got to pull it out so that
1: was another (laughs) million and a half dollars yeah Yeah. he He kept saying nice over and over again we're like don't use that word (laughs) please stop saying nice um the uh the video cost about five thousand dollars which all of which was spent on um on buying treadmills and then returning them, they wouldn't they wouldn't buy them back at full cost. There was a restocking <laughs> <laughs> so so um they we we found a guy who, who nobody would rent treadmills, especially we were, we made it in Orlando, Florida, where my sister lived at the time. And uh, I I don't know if you could even rent treadmills in L.A. Probably with the film industry you could, but in L.A. I mean in, in Orlando you certainly couldn't because if you think about it, there's really no reason to have a temporary treadmill in your life to try it out and send it back. <laughs> right, Or be like, I just there's one afternoon where I'm gonna get all my friends together and we're gonna just <laughs> party on the treadmill. No, we got it,
2: we ha- we got an alpaca on attack of the show the other day I feel like it seems like a weird world where alpacas are easier to come by than a treadmill
1: for yeah well I mean first of all try that in Florida and second I mean when you want right an alpaca back. you're likely to not want it later I mean you can
0: probably probably find anything you want here in la yeah
1: but but I but seriously there is a there like you there are lots of crazy things you just want for a moment but a treadmill is like you're either getting in shape or you're not you either run a gym or you don't or you hang clothes on it after a while so we, uh, so we did find one guy who specialized in buying used treadmills from gyms and selling them to he's lesser gyms. <laughs> yeah, he, he like he he's a crazy <laughs> getting of treadmills.
2: <laughs> My treadmills are crazy. Well,
1: it, it wasn't just treadmill. It was all, all you know. He he stocked, he stocked gyms with used gym equipment from nicer gyms. And so, we bought, we bought eight treadmills from him, and, then, uh, and he agreed to buy them back from us if we didn't break them at, I think, 70% of the cost or something. So, we, we, in the end, it cost us five grand in that, and there were some dry-cleaning bills because yeah. the clothes we were wearing got really super sweaty, and a lot of I think we bought a lot erasers. Of coffee.
0: Do you remember that? Because we had scoffed the bottoms of the treadmill, so we had to erase the scoffs off. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, there, there were a lot of... In, in an attempt to return them and get full, full price back, we had to do a little work. We... Um, Hold back the big dog. Sorry, the, the, the is door. That a, is Just, that, is no, that a term for when you go out at night? Yeah. You're like, um, "Hey, yeah. hold, hold back, back the, the big dog." dog. <laughs> Damien's
2: in rare form again. He's talking about me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, mm. oh, the funny thing is, now I feel like you could probably sell those treadmills oh, for five grand here. a piece. Oh, great, go okay. good. Oh, hey. Hello, Hi, new right. people. All right. There's new people. Hi.
1: Hi. Hello. Nice Hello. to meet you. Hi, intern. Oh, Where do you go to school? We have uh, a, we for have the a listener, USC finger here. She's, she's her wearing a USC wanna... sweatshirt, so Jonah uh, <laughs> uh, hilariously asked her what idea. school she went to. <laughs> and she answered earnestly, <laughs> which was she very is. sweet of her. We, we are actually equipped with a USC foam finger if anybody wants to celebrate you made
2: um. <laughs> for it! Celebrate oh, you and all yeah. your
1: worth. Yeah. Now I went to UCLA, but I'm told we have
2: some sort of rivalry that I never cared about, so I don't yeah. know how I'm supposed to feel about that. But well, we just
1: did it. But we... darn you, other school person! You know, you know, the TED conference. They they have a, a miniature TED conference at USC every year called Oh really? TEDxUSC, and we were invited to be there this year and can't be, so we just did a we just did a little video. For for them, but we had to wear our little USC fingers, and we tried to make fun of your rivalry USC U, UCLA thing. But they
0: didn't want us. To. They
1: didn't want us to. They were like, "This is the TED conference. We are we are above that." And we we were making fun of the. We, yeah, you know, well. Didn't work out. The Ted, the TED conference was apparently also above Sarah
2: Silverman when uh, she performed at a TED conference. And yeah, what'd she uh, do? Yeah. Well, she just did her act, yeah, like what they hired her to do, and or what yeah. they asked her, actually didn't hire her. She worked for free, which yeah. is wonderfully offensive. It right? is wonderfully yeah. offensive, <laughs> and um, they were they had such like, <gasps> how dare you! Like it was such a big fucking deal. But it's like, hey, that's Sarah. What do you think? Yeah. TED yeah. conference. What do you yeah. expect? Well, yeah. I am a big fan of the books? TED conference. You know, but sh- I, I, too, am a big fan of, fan of
1: the TED. Those, the, the TED talks they're online. Great. They're I really great. Spend. Yeah, are great. Yeah, We are we great. Did, I, I did a, a panel with a, um, with a person from, from YouTube and a person from the TED conference at South by Southwest just two weeks ago. And the panel title was, hilariously, How to Make a Viral Video. <laughs> Which like, like you know, like one part water, two parts rice. You must love.
2: You must love that question now because you guys have done it a few times, and so
1: now I'm sure everyone's like, "All right, what's the lab formula?" I was surprised actually that there were a few. There were a few rules you could learn from, at least the YouTube people who like really parse their numbers and figure shit out. One of them is that this seems obvious if you think about it, but. But then it doesn't. um, That positive stuff travels way more than negative stuff. Uh And you sort of think because getting kicked in, yeah. I mean, well, you'd think that getting kicked in the balls is probably the most. That's the most viral thing that could be, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but uh, but then you know the truth is that like news works that way. But Mm -hmm. but people don't want to be the bearer of bad news. So like, if you want to send something to your friends, you want it to be something that makes them happy. You also don't really want to watch negative things over and over again. Right. Right. But, but uplifting, you know, like wonder is, is, is a good drug, you know? Well,
2: uh, I was so, you know, I was, I was really excited, um, from the standpoint of just going back to your article for a second, that you guys were able to take the situation where EMI, I mean, just in case people don't know, but you should, you could, you should you should Google Damien and New York
1: times and you can get the article. Uh, but, it's the one about. It's it's the one about. It's called Who's Tube. They're actually. Who's Tube? Yeah. I've written a bunch of op-eds for them, but that's the one that you were, you speak of.
2: So you you know you you make the treadmill video. It gets eight, eight to ten million views, which is I mean that's legendary status to get that high. The treadmill video.
1: It's it 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 just passed fifty.
2: Okay. Well. Um... But at one time it was yeah. at eight or ten, right? <laughs> there so, was a time. I think, I, enough, I, no. I think
1: sometime bef- wait after... wait a second. I'm in my I'm in my lost parallel
2: uh, life, yeah, so and now, that's where it was eight or ten. Yeah, that was 2004. So 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 50 million, uh, even uh, five times more of a shitload than. And then they say, "Hey, we're not going to let you um, make these videos embeddable anymore um, from now on." Was there any? Was it literally just a bottom line thing? Did anyone tell you that that's
1: what they were going to do, or were they just disabled? I don't recall being told. Um, th- if if it was mentioned somewhere, I didn't hear it. They they actually um, di- disabled the embedding feature a couple years ago while we were in the midst of of or well, we the end of touring for our last album. We weren't really paying attention to the like to that. Um, it it. it we noticed it when we first started putting on putting new video new videos online for a new album mm-hmm. and and noticing that we it wasn't actually the numbers don't matter a whole lot to us it it's mostly sort of the reaction from our fans and whether or not we sort of can tell that we are engaging with our fans the way we want to mm-hmm. and and we were just flooded with complaints from our fans uh, that either they couldn't see it cuz they lived in some country where youtube uh, where where it was blocked or or uh or that they, they couldn't, it couldn't be on blogs. It couldn't be embedded.
2: And, and we, and I feel like now we sort of have this approach to the internet of if you can't get something on the internet, and you're like, what, the, what the fuck do you mean I can't see this on the internet? Like we're so <laughs> conditioned that we
1: should get whatever we want whenever we want it that that we get really mad. Yeah. Well, and and I, you know, there's that it, it is sort of silly, but it's also not sort of silly in the sense that. Um, you, you know, for, you sort of feel like you can pick up the phone and call anyone, right? Mm -hmm. And, and the idea that, I mean, those common carriage laws that anything you, you know, anything you do, uh, like from one point to the other point on the internet is just the same as anything else. Uh, Like we, we take that for granted in our phone system and in our internet. And it's, of course, that's, that's not always true. Well,
2: so when I first saw this two shall pass that I didn't, I hadn't, I saw the second one first and then, and the then first the one, one second. That, and then the first one, second, the one that EMI had disabled, um, and I loved how, just watching the the second one that you made, the one that was embeddable, the tension in all of your faces was amazing because <laughs> it was just like, oh my god,
1: you know, you could see that they've already been hit by paint, like how many times? What was the number? Fifty three. Uh, Well, we only got to the paint a few times, actually, Um, because the paint the the it's a you know a three minute Rube Rube Goldberg machine, and and the and the last the last thing the machine does is splatter us in the face with paint. The reason we chose to do that is we we wanted to we wanted it to be clear that the thing was cycling. That Mm -hmm. you know you start with paint, you can't figure out why we're covered in paint, then you get to the end and you realize it was like memento, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Distracted me the whole time trying to figure out the paint. paint. (laughs) Um, So we uh, we I think we got shot in the. Shot in the face in total five times because each day we we shot for two days and each day we started by getting shot because we had it, it, it just in case we got it on the first take we wanted to be covered in paint the mm-hmm. whole time and then uh, and then we got to the end of the thing three times so that was three more face splats so if you got to the end what went so wrong that you had to do it again oh I mean we just it, we just wanted to keep going I mean there's yeah. there usually the little things that were wrong were. Uh, camera would camera would be looking at the wrong thing, um, and I I, I I I strain to to. Praise the man who did that steady cam work enough. Yeah, I was going
3: to ask like what yeah, was the setup amazing. of the camera like how big was the rig? is it just it's
1: a, it 's a normal steady cam rig which um, is about seventy pounds or yeah. so um, it 's basically a big counterweighted arm so that when you move it kind of moves it, like it 's hard for you to make it jostle yeah. basically and um, we have a we have a, 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 a hD video camera that goes on top of it so um, he was work, you know. He's doing like sixteen hours a day of walking the walking the machine over and over again with this seventy pound thing on him.
0: He, he was like a soldier dancing a ballet. Yeah, like it was it's it's really crazy to watch. And it,
1: it was it was fun to talk to him too. He he wears a specific kind of sneakers. He's like mm-hmm. some some Steadicam guys go Puma. Some do that. I mean, like they. Yeah. But you have to like. He feels you know. It's like it's what's the? Is it no? Who's got the P behind their back? Oh, sorry, I thought you was talking about Doctor Octopus from Spider Man. No, no. It, what, you know, why, what, You went the, there pretty quickly. The, the,
3: no, it's just like you know, like it's attached to him sorry no the
1: fairy the fairy tale where the where the chick sleeps on the bed and she can feel the pee under like 95 mattresses princess and the pee, princess and the pee. i yep. was gonna say yeah. rapunzel but she's the one with the sweet pee hair. princess um so yeah <laughs> so dr octopus he he has to basically be able to do that like he has to you know like completely know everything about the ground he's walking <laughs> on from just from sort of feeling it um yeah, anyways, he, he was amazing, but there were a few times when we'd get through the machine and, and he'd barely miss some interaction. And you kind of got to see at him, all of it.
2: What the fuck, Pumas? What the fuck are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe if, maybe if you had the Pumas, you wouldn't have fucked that up. Yeah. Let's do this again. <laughs> it, and and on the bottom floor, I, I, I go slamming through this pile of boxes, and the boxes go at, like Fall everywhere, so we had to have people running in front of him, removing the boxes, so that he would, so that he could get through it. Yeah. And uh, and so occasionally you see, like in 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 two of the three takes that we got, you see someone sort of duck through frames. Who planned the machine? Uh, the uh, it was designed by a group called Sin Labs, S Y Y N Labs, uh, and. Yeah, very sexy. Two Y's in there. Although I haven't figured out what they're for. Do you know what that means? No, I don't know what that means. Um, I, I basically, I came up with a a short brief. I wrote, I wrote a two-paragraph job description, essentially. Posted it online looking for good, uh, inspiring, and inspired nerds who could help us make exactly what got made um i thought that it would take one or two people two or three months and and the day after i posted it i got a a a proposal from 15 people that was 25 pages long saying we want to do it and i was like i well we can't afford 15 people and they're like yeah but we really want to do it and i was like yeah but we really can't afford it and so they um they decided they just they basically did it they like split the money up between the 15 of them and they and they worked for it wound up being in the end i mean it was it was two and a half months of design and then 3 months of building. And it and it was like
0: serious brain power.
1: Yeah, there was some the really it was a really interesting group of people because yeah. it was, you know, it started with a lot of engineers and and computer science people and and people who are prone to liking that, you know, like physics and and toying around with stuff. Um, but by the end we had uh, there was a pirate, a guy, a, a yeah. rigger from a pirate like well from a it wasn't a pirate ship, but a a, a, a Rigger from a long ship in the harbor, and um, he was he helped like do all the you know the zip line and all the rigging stuff in there. Um, was he missing a piece of his shoulder where there was a treasure map tattooed on it? Of course, of course it? yeah. Okay. yeah. Right.
0: I remember. I remember at the end of the show, I was like, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see you next week uh, for the party for the video. Yeah, and they, he was. He was like, no, I'll be sailing on the black sea or something yeah, he's like <laughs> i'll be in indonesia <laughs> yeah. son Arr, I was uh, like, okay. i've got a
2: hold of spices back
3: to malta <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the
2: the
1: the the jacob's ladder thing at the end the giant doors mm-hmm. that fall down to show say this too shall mm-hmm. pass those were all painted by the guy who designed the the, the new coke bottle oh wow that's cool yeah like I mean talk about somebody a little overqualified for the yeah. job but it, basically what happened was we had we had g- gathered this group of like just awesome exciting people and and it just sort of became like a magnet for more and by the end there were, there were 60 people in there working and you know I was Adam Sadowski who runs Sin Labs and I had been working on the design back and forth and, and and we had a bunch of design meetings here in my house and we sort of came up like came up with a bunch of rules for what makes a good machine and what makes a bad machine and where we wanted it to go up and down in the song in terms of sort of, you know, big things here, small things there, and and colorful things here and nerdy things here. And, uh, and slowly we got a, a basic sort of plan for the thing together and then passed back and forth, um, movie files while we were on tour and they'd show us what was happening in the space and everything and then two weeks before the video we basically just moved in and worked with them like 24 hours a day and it just it, the, it went from being like 10 people on average there to by the end 60 people plus film crew. And it was just a just lot massive. of them
0: had day jobs you know so like during the afternoon there was sort of like a skeleton crew but if you if you, you know if you showed up around 8 o'clock I mean there'd, yeah there'd be like 60.
1: But that's what the people, best
2: that's, you know? that's the best thing about nerd sourcing is that it, you're, you're talking about a demographic of people that, uh, that, uh, that have have tremendous honor with what they do and whenever they think something is special they will really they will work for free as long as it takes just so they can be a part of the special thing and I would imagine that at this point you probably have armies of like you, you're probably set for every video you ever want to make again. Well, it's a good idea. turn out super awesome. Yeah, you know I
1: mean one 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 thing we keep getting asked is like, why didn't you fake it? You could there's all these parts in there you could have faked. No, you
2: can't. You gotta but, do it. But the
1: thing is, no, none of those people would have worked it up for. And like it, like we all wanted to make something impossible. And if you were, if we were like, okay, army of nerds, we're gonna like this is actually all just a lie. Like did just would have walked out. You know yeah. I mean, like, did they, it break any records? Uh, yeah I mean I think it's number one most awesome thing it yeah, ever. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah
3: Guinness Book of World awesome things
1: that's right according yeah. to my dad
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. so it's so it's that video and then the two fat guys on the mopeds uh, for <laughs> yeah, Guinness yeah. Book of Awesome Things
1: yeah no I don't know if it I, I, I to my knowledge there aren't I, I've never seen another Rube Goldberg machine that actually hits that, that is timed that hits yeah, beats yeah exactly like that that's, that's um, what was
3: like my favorite part about it just so specific to the song in each part like it really did feel like it was just like another instrument you know
1: that was definitely the biggest design challenge for them, um, and they, uh, you know, they, they they grumbled a lot. I mean, yeah. rightfully Why can't it so? just explode here and then knock over the things? Well, you know, one of the things that we, one of the. Um, you know, we discovered a lot of things you just wouldn't have guessed in advance. I mean, first of all, it's really super hard to define what makes a good Rube Goldberg machine. Um, dominoes? Because, yeah, dominoes. <laughs> well, I mean, they ha- it has to look like it shouldn't work, basically. You know, like, it, it, and, and so g- good engineers, and I mean, several of the people there actually work at Jet Propulsion Labs and NASA. So, I mean, there's people who literally could have put us on the moon, probably, Literally, probably. Um <laughs> <laughs> to be figuratively literal, <laughs> it, it, and 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 asking them to make something that doesn't work every time and is precarious and just barely hits it—that's uh, it, th- just <laughs> bad sort of design, it, so you know. Them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they want it, it, It's just in in a engineer's DNA to make something that's robust and works every time, and and that's just not an interesting. Rube I Goldberg would love machine. to
2: see a Rube Goldberg machine that go to Mars,
1: like some series of cause and effect machines that
3: end. On the Martian Landscape. Um, dominoes all the way to a button that launches a rocket to Mars. Boom. No, Done. but that's that's too no. fast
2: a machine. It'd have to... It'd have a really to,
3: long string of uh, dominoes. It'd have to hit a cat
2: that ran into a shark, and then the shark would poop <laughs> that out, and that would
1: float into a boat, and then the boat <laughs> would is explode. This
3: a month-long Rube Goldberg. It's, well, it, it could yeah. be yeah.
1: eons. Long. It could just actually be like, euphor- like it, the Rube Goldberg machine eventually gets humanity to be really super greedy and use up all our resources, and we have to move. <laughs> a social
3: Rube Goldberg. Yeah. What if we are the Rube Goldberg machine,
1: guys? Uh, Leak. Brain. Bleeding, wait. Do, wait do you guys do uh, sound effects in the show because it now is a good time for a lot of delay, 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 <laughs> delay, and 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 like space effects, effects, effects. You know,
2: Tom Lennon, we Tom
1: Lennon brought a slide
2: whistle on the show, really. Um, so we had we did have a slide whistle in the first episode. We, People we'll, keep
1: on asking for it. To we come have back. some cool noisemakers back in the studio. You want me to bring some stuff out? I or? think we might have, huh? yeah. I, I mean, I think the no- noise- always noisemaker be yes. jam session at the end, yeah. Uh, 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 do you guys know Bleep Labs that they make, they make these little well. We got it. Ariel, are you here? Uh, are you a t- t- medium? Go t- Trojan. T- <laughs> Tim-, Tim-, Tim is more interesting than me, anyways. Give him two minutes. <laughs> Damien's going back to get the noisemakers. Is-,
0: yeah. is the studio open? Uh, no, it's locked up again. I feel like Garth and Wayne's world right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right, he's change. gone, Tim. Give <laughs> us
3: the dirt. I, I he sucks, right?
2: What? So, seriously, what's going on? You ever see that part in scanners where the dude's <laughs> head.
0: Damien won't let me talk.
3: <laughs> oh my god you guys I think Tim needs help It's weird We're in Damien's living room But we're not really In li- Damien's living room <laughs> The thing you
2: have to remember Is that there is no Spain <laughs> uh, That was in a film Called The
0: Matrix What's that? The Matrix it was, uh, You know I never saw The Matrix You didn't? I never saw The Matrix
3: No reason
1: no. to My favorite really?
0: Wait a minute
3: just, No just yeah. like as far as Like a cultural so like, I never saw The Matrix I know it
0: And I haven't seen Avatar either
1: well, here's the- uh, once again, no point. What yes. was the first one you didn't see? You never seen the Matrix. I've never seen the Matrix. Oh. Seen the Matrix. Uh, I think I have it. Really? Yeah. Uh,
0: maybe I made it. I had to see it. Okay, so point.
1: here's one that I made. Now that looks like a tricorder. The light doesn't work anymore. Wait, maybe it does. Well, I can't appreciate that without a light. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's nice. You that, made that?
2: You made that machine? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, 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 I didn't design the circuits in it, but I did. But I, I, yes.
2: Now, were you a kid? Were you a kid that went to Radio Shack and bought like, a, like build your own radio type of stuff? Or yeah. Run a robot I, mostly, on a wet potato? Mostly
1: Legos. I was really super into Legos. I see some awesome Lego stuff around here. Did you here. see my Taj Mahal over there? Your Taj Holy Mahal shit. is awesome. I didn't know there was a Lego. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's a kit you can buy. I have been, I have been, um, berated by, by more serious Lego artists. Somebody actually came to one of our shows recently and was like, they had seen something in a magazine article in which I'd said, like, I really like Legos. I'm working on the Taj Mahal and they're like, the Taj Mahal is a kit. You can buy that from Lego. That's not art. oh, because map. they felt oh. you
3: weren't a purist because
2: you
1: yeah. someone, someone
3: today posted a uh, Yosemite Sam made out of Lego blocks. Really, really? not a kit, but yeah.
2: Well, at the, at the I used to do a show for Nickelodeon, and someone just sent in. They built uh, like a three and a half foot high SpongeBob, uh, really? made out of Legos. Really? Well,
0: that's I'm, amazing.
3: Oh, that's rad.
0: that's, that's that. the sting for that's amazing. Oh, that's rad. gorgeous. Chris, you
3: should get a video of that and put it on.
0: This is, this
1: is pleasant for you to listen to, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying yourself.
3: Yeah, I like this podcast,
2: but it just doesn't have enough random electronic noises. No, wait. Thing,
1: okay. I, I just want to get some video of that okay, so well, people can to, see. So for, for our audio listeners, what this is, is a little box um, that, that is decorated to look like a little robot. And it has it, it makes sounds... It has an optical sensor on the front of it, and the sound, the pitch is modulated by what that optical sensor is seeing. It also has a little LED antenna, so you can. it's sort of like a feedback loop. You can, It can just see the light in the room. Like right now, my thumb's over it, so it sees almost nothing. And then as I open it up, you start to hear stuff. You can, the, the frequency of the, of, the, of the bursts is controllable by a little knob, and then if I stick it, the LED light into the nose, which is the optical sensor, <laughs> Blam!
2: Blam! <laughs> That's unbelievable. What I feel like, game I does feel that like sound you like. could have explained that in a Professor Frank voice. Oh, uh, The light was modulated.
1: And the secret ingredient do you want, you is... You want to do it again? I mean, I'm, you, you'll, do the, <laughs> you'll do the talking.
2: <laughs> no, but I, I, do, I do want to get a close-up picture of it because it is, it's a gorgeous machine. It's made by a company called Bleep Labs.
0: That little guy shows up on our record a lot. A
1: lot, yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is on our record all over the place. It looks
0: a little like uh, I have an app on my phone
3: called uh, BeBot. Who is yeah. yeah, just a little uh, trackpad synthesizer. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, but that's... This Analog. Is, this is also <laughs> yeah. the
1: uh, the, um, the primary instrument in our uh, our new Muppets song. We cut co- we cover the Muppets theme for a Muppets covers album that's coming out oh, that's next awesome. month. Yeah.
2: We're, we're, we're <laughs> going
1: to try to make a video with the Muppets. Dig it. My, Dig my it.
2: friends are making
1: all those new Muppet videos right now. Are, are those your friends? And I'm meeting yeah, with yeah. them
0: tomorrow. No, Those, wait. Are, those are fantastic.
1: Uh, Friday morning, but yeah, I, the new Muppets videos are splam tastical. They're um, so yeah. redonkulous.
2: It's, it's amazing. It's uh, you know these guys uh, basically approached Disney and they were like, please let us, you know, please just let us make some sketches that were akin to the voice of the old Muppet mm. Show, and it was like, what? What do you want to do? And yeah. they're like. <laughs> And, yeah, exactly. And that blew their fucking mind, like that
0: little robot. And, um, Wait, are they the ones that did the Bohemian Rhapsody? They did Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that is, that is awesome. like the best thing that's been and, made and in that uh, 400 years. And what's amazing for
2: me is that they always send it to me. I'm not trying to brag, mm-hmm. but I'm going to brag about something that I don't know what the value is. But they will send it to me. They send me the videos uh, the second they go up. So I get to blog them first. Uh, and that gives me cool. a huge nerd boner. That I, I Bohemian Rhapsody had 300 views when I put it up. Wow. And, God, uh, it's like up to almost 500 now, isn't it? It's at least <laughs> 502. Wow. Uh, which is really amazing. Amazing. Which is really amazing.
1: So I'm not saying I have helped reinvent the Muppets. Actually, we, well we, we, I the, hope that's the people we were meeting with I we we basically made this Muppet song and and just then we we called them We're like we you know obviously we're the band that makes videos and you have Muppets so it's kind of like the Reese's peanut butter cup thing you know with chocolate and your peanut butter together let's make let's make a <laughs> let's okay, make a a let's make a chocolate baby tr-
3: song or did they assign you the Muppets? they team?
1: had a list of songs and, and and I mean it had to be obviously a Muppet song yeah. and All the best ones were already taken, and then including including the theme, which we eventually got, and the the band that was doing the theme like ran out of time or decided they didn't want to do it. I don't know. I mean, you got
3: didn't have enough time to.
1: I don't (laughs) want to say the name of the band, but I but but it's time
3: to play the
2: music,
1: and then go into some sort of weird six eight time. (laughs) It's so I love the Muppets so much. I mean, there's uh, the. I'm, I can be pretty cool, like, I can play it pretty cool when meeting idols, and, I. you know, like, I, okay, I'll tell you about a week of my life in, I think this is October, we played, we we got to be the Pixies behind Frank Black at a concert. Holy shit. Exactly. Holy shit. I mean, that's, that, that the, Doolittle's probably the most important record of my life, maybe, maybe besides Purple Rain, but, it like, it's a, you know, it's a really, really big deal for me, and we, we, had, we went and had band practice with, with, frank black black francis charles thompson and i was totally cool i was like you know i was like i was excited but i but like kept my cool and everything and right after practice we got done just in time for me to go to to see a friend of mine was going to be on the leno show that evening Mm -hmm. so i went to go just like you know sit backstage and watch it happen you know cheerlead and i got there and keep in mind i've just met my like my number one idol in my life and been totally cool about it keeping in mind the 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 Muppets were the Muppets had their own dressing room and I got and like and I got to hang out with Kermit and I fucking lost it like I, I, I there's this video of me online where I look like I'm both high and crying and it's essentially because I, I basically was like that's the effect Kermit has on me is wow. I, I suddenly am high and crying and I, and I hear that when you I've never actually met the Muppets uh, in
2: person. But uh, in, in in felt, in, in felt, felt? Yes. I've never met them up. It's in felt, but um, but I hear that you talk to them like they're people, and the and operators are you know. Like- it's
1: it's you don't even really notice the dude there because they're. The and that's how he gets your wallet, yeah <laughs> there's so i mean you're at least for those of us who spent hours and hours and hours and hours of our lives watching the muppets their their mannerisms are so ingrained that when when they're done right, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a puppet at all. you know yeah. it's like a, a, a do you ever human. see the DVD extras on the Muppet movie? Uh, no. There are these DVD extras on the Muppet
2: movie where, um, it's, it's Jim Henson and Frank Oz going out to do field tests before they shoot the Muppet movie wow. just to see what the Muppets look like in real environments. Uh-huh. And, but the whole time they're just fucking with each other and cracking each other up. So, you know, you'll see it's, uh, it's Kermit and Fozzie there on the tree. And then, uh, and, and he's like, ah, oh, bear in his natural habitat. And then Kermit's like, ah, oh, Fozzie, you're, you're not a real bear. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? How many bears, you know, have a magenta nose? And then you they start cracking up, and you see the puppets start shaking. So it's just like That's it's awesome. just like five or ten minutes of them fucking with each other wow, out, I see that. out in the wild.
0: Nice Kermit the Frog, by the way. Oh, that thanks. Was a, that yeah. was a good. Everyone's Kermit. got
2: a good Kermit, though, right? No, yours was really good. Oh, you guys. <laughs> also, the silent movie theater in L.A. Um, showed a limited edition run of these uh, films that the Jim Henson Estate very quietly had, had given them. Uh, very quietly. <laughs> Where's the sound? It says fucking silent. Carry on! Wow, I would. Uh, when 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 did they do that, and will they do it again? They, I don't know if they'll do it again. They did it last year, and they showed all these old um, Muppet archive stuff that you can't see anywhere. Like they showed, oh, so cool. he, they pitched the Muppet Show to a couple different networks a couple times before it got sold, and the pitches were fucking genius. Uh, and then all the commercials that Jim Henson did and everything, and it was wow. to, ju-
1: to just watch like how far ahead of the game that guy was. He was is mind blowing. Yeah, he, it's like. It, you know when when they're like this. Back to the viral video thing. It's that that sense of like total wonder where you go like I love humanity. Like yeah. Jim, yeah. everything Jim Hansen did. I just said Hansen, but I meant Hansen. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of the Hansen twins at the same time. Jim Hansen the, was a prick, but Jim Henson is awesome. Wait, they're not twins, the Hansons. There's three of them, aren't there?
0: The Hansons? they're yeah. not twins.
1: The, Jim Jim, Jim Hansen. Everything he did gives you that feeling of like. That the human, humanity is great and is capable of so much wonderful stuff. Jonah yeah. can't really talk
2: about Jim Henson's death without getting a little choked up because the story's super sad.
0: Yeah, the story really fucking bums me out. Isn't there? There's also there's a film I think being made about his life called The Muppet Man. I think have you heard about this? No, and, but and, I
2: hope that's true.
0: And it's I think it's like it, both the Muppet like an, the Muppets as like um, I think sort of parallel his life. And mm-hmm. so it sort of goes back and forth between his life, and then it goes to the Muppets like several years later when they're much older I that guess. Sounds awesome. <laughs> wow. and it, and apparently it's supposed to and i guess it like parallels well if you
1: them. you know i have i I only have season one on d v d and they and there are several seasons after that now available, but I, the Muppets I know from my youth were were later seasons, I don't know if it was five or six or whatever, but yeah. like i you know I remember them from the late seventies and early eighties, and season one is like uh there it's it is a pretty different cast actually yeah. like what what like there's no miss piggy basically like she's not a character at all yet yeah and there's no pigs in space or any i mean there's like it's a whole different thing and it does definitely grow and evolve mm-hmm. yeah
3: there's a weird thing too uh if you read the live from new york the saturday Night live book the oral history of it yes I have. um uh, mike o'donohue is that his name yeah yeah, yeah mike was... O'Donoghue like hated the muppets what it would always makes me so angry reading it because like he was the one forced to write the Muppet bits for each Saturday Night Live, as it were. And he was getting fed up trying... Because he he was always the guy that tried to do the weirdest stuff, the most avant-garde. And so he, uh, at his desk, apparently had a Kermit the Frog uh, in a noose. Just hanging there, and I remember reading it, and like I kind of understood, it's like you know, a comedy writer like being forced to kind of do the stuff you don't want to do. Mm. Um, but then also, like, just like I was get pissed off at him. I was like, "Fuck him!" Well, he that's gets the right that's for so, That's
2: so atypical from Saturday Night Live. What seems to be a completely toxic and yeah, yeah. unfortunate experience <laughs> yeah. for everyone from involved. Uh yeah. I, but I did love back when SNL would have the Muppets on or they would have Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen or, or Joel mm-hmm. when Joel Hodgson are you a Joel Hodgson fan at all? I don't even Mystery know. Mystery Science Joel. Theater? Oh the yeah, Theater yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah or Mystery Science yeah, yeah, yeah. Theater. Joel Hodgson used to go on with these ins- that's the only reason I thought of it is because of the Rube Goldberg stuff, but he used to make these insane contraptions uh that he would go on with. Yeah and he was uh, like a
3: prop comic. Yeah. And yeah. A, prom-ic. a promic. A promic. Yep. Yes. <laughs> And uh, he uh, would—he actually like like that's how Mister Science Theater kind of got born because out of like all the different like the whole uh, you know invention exchange that would happen in every episode, Mm -hmm. or to facilitate all of his props that he made through his comedy. But like it was awesome.
2: So I'm sure someone will—I'm sure someone from the Henson Estate will send you these videos if you if you want them because I'm sure they're fans of yours. If if, I mean that
1: if that's true, I I, yeah I mean I'll tell you something I. I live up the street from Brian Henson, Uh and the next
2: time I see him out, when I'm walking my dog, I will say, do you know the band OK Go?, and I'm sure he will say, yes, yes, I do, and I'll I'll, I'll see if I can facilitate, even though they don't, well, actually, no, that's the Henson Estate stuff. It's not Disney, so um, I think it's all his private stuff. That would be a
1: major dream come true. That would be a major, major dream come true. We'll screen it in
2: your home theater.
1: Yeah, we actually, I do have, sometimes I set up a screen here this is also not good for our audio listeners but um but but right
3: there huh yeah.
1: interesting yeah. that's yeah. amazing well, i've oh, never seen no not seen... there there oh, oh no shit. such a thing <laughs> where <laughs> did you get that object what we do is we it's 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 for it, we watch blue planet and and planet earth oh. cuz you can't really watch those on just a tv that has to be projected we also that's watch gonna... R. kelly Oh, and R. Kelly. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, out the
3: closet, or just random out R. Kelly. Out of the closet. Yeah, of yeah. closet yeah.
1: Although, I mean, you, we usually try to stick to the to the first twelve episodes. The other ones, will come out if we're really good and junk. But you, but it's <laughs> totally <it's, laughs> junk. Yeah, that's what yeah. after twelve. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, what do you what do you guys? Is there any, is there
1: anything you're working on now that you're particularly excited about? Uh, yeah, there's a lot we're working on right now that we're particularly excited. Can about. Can
2: I just stop you and interrupt you, even though I just asked you a question? But my favorite thing about you guys is that you're. Super nice, incredibly talented, and you and I think this is just a lesson for anyone who makes stuff. You genuinely love what you do, and that is the most important thing that you should be doing. That you should do this stuff because it's Bam!
1: fun. Bam! True. Wait, but do you interview a lot of people who don't love what they do? Well, what? I'm a
2: comic, and a lot of and there a lot of comics. <laughs> oh
1: well, comics hate what they do, but that's that's the whole point. Right? I love it are... though,
2: and there's a common misconception that as a comic, you kind of have to be cranky and dark usable. and fucked up, yeah. and uh, and. But I but I know a lot of comics that are su- super cool. But yeah, but some people forget. But are they any good? Yes, they are. Actually, yeah. I do know some some fun-loving, uh, super super funny people. But um, but in but in general, that it's a common misconception that you have to be dark and tortured in order to make art. And you know, I love seeing I love seeing guys like you that are fun and cool and nice, and and as a result, make good, fun, cool, nice stuff. Thank you. Thank, and I think that's part of why your fans connect with you so much because they really. They are able to absorb that when they're watching you.
1: I do. We do feel a lot like our fans in the sense that, I mean, we were, you know, we did not come to music being, uh, virtuosic players or like the, or, you know, like people who knew every jazz musician ever and could Mm -hmm. tell you about the history of music. We're just fans, you know, we're just people who like listen to music all the time. I, I grew up in DC where there was a really great punk rock scene and I, there was, you know, I was at a show every night of the week for four years of my life and, and it's just, uh, it was like sort of what we lived and breathed. And, and back then, you know, and that was in the 90s. And, and the, all I could do is really collect seven inches and go up to people after shows and be like, man, you're the greatest thing ever. But now there's a... The the community we can have with our fans is so much more robust and so much more interesting. And it... You know, when we, we do these projects and then we ask our fans to do... Like, to engage with them in different ways. And, you know, we just started a we did this Rube Goldberg machine for This two Shall Pass and we've asked our fans to start making Rube Goldberg machines themselves and, and so every day starting I think this Friday or is it next week? I think it's next week. Um, w- w- either this Friday or on next Friday we are going to start picking the best one out there and, and whoever whoever, whatever the best one that day is can pick tickets to any of our shows in the future.
0: Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And, um,
1: it's, it's actually but it's, it's I mean you think about it from our perspective it's just like one pair of tickets to a show it doesn't mean anything I mean it does mean something but it's I not I know what you mean. It's not like it doesn't cost us anything and and our our fans, you know, we've already started getting tons of submissions of people just doing cool, creative things. And that's exactly what sort of brought me and Tim together in the first place, yeah. is that for since we met at age 12, and since then we've always been making these crazy projects together. Some of them music, some of them videos, and some of them, you know, just art projects of various kinds. And to know that we can... Sort of engage in a in a, in a larger way with a, a whole wider fan base of people who are sort of like that. I mean, we you can sense from our fans this sort of itchy, creative, like I just want to make shit feeling, and uh, and it's 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 just so fun. I mean, there's, speaking of
0: which. Did you get the interview remix that I sent you?
1: Yes. Did you like it? I, I love it. Right. I I've, I got a call at four o'clock in the morning and woke up and 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 then was like too like couldn't quite get myself back to bed. So I listened to it like half asleep at four in the morning and I was okay. like when I woke up in the morning I wasn't sure if I had... what is it. I you should play it. You should play it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I uh, I I, uh, I made a recording. Uh, we were we were getting interviewed in Japan and there was a guy who just. Was asking really amazing questions yeah he
1: says like your, your, your new record has a funky vibe about it yeah it's not <laughs> I, real. I sounded a you re-
0: you, you and, it. you remix it and yeah so i yeah, recorded
2: it, it, Is it on your you, phone well wait it's not on my phone, would you do wait, me, would it's on, you, i'll you get my wait computer. would you do me a favor rather yeah. than playing it right now yeah what if, can you send me the file yeah. and i'll just end the whole sure. thing with it because sure. obviously you know I, i'm sure people are gonna ask oh are you guys gonna play a song um they're not gonna play a song right now the whole band's not here we're just sitting around talking that would be a great way to end the, the podcast yeah, is yeah. going play that. So
0: there, there's one line from the interview that I really loved, and we, we talked about it right after the interview. And uh, I was just kind of going through my phone, you know, listening to the recordings, and I found the interview. And so I, I kind of cut it up and put a little beat under it. <laughs> it's really good.
1: Tim has gotten really good, actually, at making things only in his iPhone. There's, he, 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 you, you, Tim made a song recently called Shall We Time? Which is, um, <laughs> which is about how, what, that it's time to take a shower. Right. And shall
0: we time? Shall we time, yeah. yeah. Shall we time. Can we <laughs> play that too? Uh, or is that, or is, that, is that for Tim's <laughs> private
1: collection? This yeah. one's probably private collection material. <laughs> but um,
0: the, 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 he, he, he used it. he to <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> it's, it's all done with Emma. it. <laughs> what, what, what's the name of the app, app that you use for uh, it? It's called IMT Pain. That, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. IMT Pain, yeah, yeah. You got a
3: good rendition of In Love with a yeah. Stripper on my iPhone.
0: Right. I I don't think... I can't remember what beat I used. I don't think it's time I'm in love with the shipper though.
1: But So he made this great version and then recorded a video for it on his iPhone also. Yeah. It's r- awesome. It's, it's, it's really crazy. good. Now, you, I'm a little <laughs> bit older than you, but I just remember... How do I, you know? I'm pretty sure. Because uh, you said you grew up in the 90s. Yeah. Right? Well, no, I, w- I, I just was in my teens in the 90s, but I was in my teens for 200 years. <laughs> oh, when I was born to darkness, as I call it. Um. <laughs> He's Richard. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I no,
2: just, no, I just, I, I, you know, like, I still, and I'm surrounded by technology all the time. I'm a huge tech, technophile. Mm-hmm. And yet, I still try to transport myself back to 12-year-old me in the early 80s, at just with, like, an Atari 2600, and just trying to see if I can imagine my mind exploding if I were to say, someday you will get a communication device. Right that you can watch movies on and make someday on. Yeah. this
1: thing will do porn
2: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly because i was just starting to get into that then
3: and 8-bit porn was terrible
1: it was back awful then. It, was it was so just bad like,
3: i like it use your imagination more it was
2: yeah. just like blockhead characters trying to <laughs> fuck other blocks with lines and like i can't i can't masturbate to that more than six times and then you're done but uh 8-bit porn someone's got to make 8-bit porn uh, I'm sure it has been sure made. Yeah, I'm sure it it exists. Yeah. Oh yeah, it
3: has to. Yeah. Remember uh, I know there's ASCII porn, there I remember, must be 8 bit. Remember porn. growing up uh, like you know, like me and my friends would pause uh, Street Fighter Two, Now that that's a 8 uh, bit, that's sixteen bit, but we would pause when uh, Chun Li was doing her upside down helicopter kick. And try to and, look up <laughs> her digital skirt. <laughs> you don't have to try, it's all there. Really? They yeah. put Whoa. it in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, guys. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, she's wearing panties. Oh, oh, even hotter.
1: Yeah, yeah It's I mean, really, something yeah. in the imagination. Yeah. The lengths
2: you that kids see, will go. You could see, uh, what was her name? Chun-Li. You see Chun-Li. Chun-Li's bologna muffin?
1: <laughs> oh, wow, this really took a turn for the uh, morning
3: show.
2: To be show. fair, I <laughs> thought of that five hours ago, and I'm like, I can't wait to drop that into a conversation. I don't want you to think that I'm, That's always that I'm there. some kind that of up. vaginal wordsmith. What
3: was the ham one you c- came up with recently?
2: Oh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Like
3: ham suitcase. I can't remember what it was. Ham
2: yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. God. God. <laughs> no. D- duffel have, bag might uh, be more. This has gone that
1: work, way but... south. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, we'll bring it back. You you were talking about how you thought of yourself as a 12 year old, you know, with uh, lesser technology and wondering about the future. I see. I often think about it the other way. There's now. There's technology is now so. So infinite. There's so much more stuff out there that, that to be played with than you could possibly ever play with, and and to figure out things are moving so so much faster than you could possibly like keep up with everything, that it seems to have made something of a total meritocracy for ideas because. Mm-hmm you just can't there's nothing about being the first one to use a technology matters at all anymore it's right. just it's just about being like using it well and so good really good simple ideas that just everybody attaches to it. and like it really sort of strangely points you back at the humans because it do, it just doesn't matter if you're the first person to do some like crazy thing with and the new an website and that's an interesting yeah. element
2: to to your videos is that they're all wonderful analog achievements you know when, just like you said, when they're like, "Oh, why don't you just shortcut this thing?" Or like, you know, people really appreciate that now, and that's why you know, with with I think people worry about CG killing the special effects industry, and I always feel like, you know, there's always going to be a place for someone who really understands the the craft of the physical universe. Yeah, you know, and and that's one of the fun things that uh, that I think. If people were to say, "How do you make a viral video? Do something really special that someone couldn't ordinarily do," uh, you know, that looks like you put some effort into it. Yeah,
1: I know. I know a lot of hipsters hate effort, but uh, no, I but, think but general, I think I think they I think some people appreciate it. I mean, that 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 panel actually, we wound up sort of saying. Uh, that the like the best the best way to really try to get there is just to think of something impossible and then try to do it and probably you will fail but if you actually just like spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to do something impossible and you you get pretty close people will want to see it Mm -hmm. you know why the house always has the blackjack advantage you guys because they have to keep drawing to 17 they don't
2: have a choice so they're going to win you know the majority of the times because they have to keep trying that's my blackjack analogy. Wow. Wow. P.S. I hate Vegas, and I don't really play blackjack very often, so I didn't want you to, to think I'm blackjack Hardwick, who just has to make everything about cards.
3: I thought that. <laughs> Thank you. Would you do me a favor
2: that. and unthink that? Done. Matt Meyer in your NASA shirt? Yep. glows in the dark, too. I don't that glows to in me. the dark? Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. Well, That's cool. Let's turn off all
1: the lights, you guys. <laughs> we you, were looking for shirts. We, we just made a video that, re- that requires great stretches in time, and we were looking for shirts that had digital clocks on them. And we found them, but I I didn't couldn't tell from the from the website whether or not they would show up in sunlight. Do you think that there are digital clock T-shirts that show up in sunlight yet? Um, it's
2: hard because if they're are they LCD or LED?
1: No, neither. They're like Hype Tech D. Oh, I I don't know. Then did you did you go to did you go to, you go to, you go to I just to, made that up? Think ThinkGeek.com. No, they're they're like some kind of there's some kind of flexible material that kind of lights up. I mean, you ever seen those T-shirts that have the um, the fake equalizer on them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's not, maybe that's LEDs in there, but I think it's there's just. A,
2: there's a cart that sells that at the Grove, and I don't remember. Them. The
1: guy there, the guy there selling, it could probably explain this to us. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the kiosk at the Grove. He'll yeah. know. He'll know. There you will be,
3: you'll it's meet like an
2: old man. He'll <laughs> have three riddles to solve.
0: I actually, I bought one of those t-shirts at two in the morning outside of Malo the restaurant. Yeah. At sunset. Wait, and, was, was a selling guy selling it just on just, the street? There, there was a guy selling them on the Outside street. Outside of Malo? Yeah. You, Outside of Malo. Now, and was he yeah. just
2: selling his shirt to buy
1: crack because
0: <laughs> I I I had no reason to believe that he would then use the money for drugs. <laughs> but I don't know are you?
1: Proud? I mean, you are still proud of that purchase? That's the, that you don't yes, feel. Yes, I'm like... very proud of that purchase. Yeah. Yes, I mean, you said that with this sort of this sort of tone that made it sound like impulse purchase. But oh that no, was he a, was that's saying. Well, I was just purchase. saying
0: he was like, oh my god, you can get that at the Grove, and I was saying you can get it at two in the morning outside of Malo if Yeah. You don't have to go to the <laughs> Grove. Did he, he see night? you and Scope you, and he was like,
3: you, you'll buy it.
0: <laughs> no, he didn't Scope me. No, he he just he was just kind of walking up and down the street, and I was like, that's sweet. I want to purchase that. And was
3: then, he? Was he ch- like, nerd shirts? Get your nerd shirts.
0: Hey uh, chap, maybe <laughs> equalizers, LEDs. Want yeah, to it was, was see more it. like that. Want to have a
3: shirt that shows where the Wi-Fi connection is? Sure, you do, nerdy. <laughs> Here you go. You <laughs> flip exactly. them a
1: coin and you. you t- well, that actually. Have you seen the Make magazine? The recent Make magazine. Where is it? That has that has. It shows you how to how to uh, make a a vest that you can wear when biking that shows your 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 speed. I mean that's awesome Do That's it, cool right But except completely point? useless Because yeah. I mean peop, peop, You don't, you need to know your speed Other people don't have to right?
3: There would probably be A lot of accidents Someone trying to look And then not yeah.
1: Or it just keeps them uh, To
2: try to pedal Much faster than They normally would So that people will think They're really awesome And
3: probably cause A lot of
2: accidents Yeah yes,
1: exactly <laughs> I all... think the
3: end result Will always but be But you could probably yeah. I mean
1: if you're going to build one You might as well Hack your own building thing And just make it like Multiply times three So you're like I'm going 95 miles an hour Exactly they're actually in that I think it's the same issue. There is a thing about um, a knitting community, a, a, uh, knit, a knitters group yeah. in Austin, Texas, who knit a, a sweater essentially for a whole bus. It's really cool looking, and and this is the killer. They're called a Please.
2: <laughs> oh, that's the best name ever.
1: No, it just made me want to quit everything. That actually like, just supplanted win. my favorite band name, Ted Danson, D A N C I N. That's really good. My favorite band name, which is told to us by a waitress at a Denny's who was in this band, is Bloodbath and Beyond. Oh, that's really good. That's, that's really, really good, good, isn't it? Tim and I have a have a have a side project called Polterchrist.
3: Polterchrist. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: not as good as Bloodbath and Beyond, though. No, no. Our friend uh Dragon Boy Suede
2: uh, has a DJ called DJ Scratchatory Rape. Yes. Uh, which is pretty pretty good.
3: <laughs> which is whoever's running the CD player at the <laughs> And then there's another one who's DJ Tanner. <laughs> DJ uh, Tanner, yeah. People. There's a
0: crepe restaurant called Date Crepe. Date Crepe. <laughs> oh, there's a new yeah. truck yeah.
3: crepe truck called Crape and
1: Around. Really? Where? Wow.
3: It's just
0: around uh, Silver Lake. One
3: right? of those crepe trucks you see everywhere. Well, there's like two of them now. There's, Wait, there's you guys could do everything. a whole
1: separate podcast about bad puns or good puns, as the case may be. That's well, just sure. puns. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose there is no there is no scale of quality for puns. No, <laughs> it's just it is or is <laughs> yeah, not. Some, yeah, that's true. Total binary quality. Were
2: you guys, and then we'll <laughs> we'll wrap it up in a second because we've we've just about exhausted your time. But uh, you you guys must be uh, big comedy fans. I would assume because you're funny guys, and I assume you like comedy.
1: I like funny stuff. I, I like funny stuff. Tim, Tim's, I'm a little bit more. Of the Tim Tim fan. Yeah. knows names and and who you, who, stuff. Who, who, what what comics do you like?
0: Well, comics are. I mean, I'm trying. I mean, Phil Hartman is my favorite. Like sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. was my favorite sketch comedy actor. Oh man, he could still
3: be your
1: favorite. It, he just doesn't <laughs> do anything.
0: It, well, I, you <laughs> know, he decomposes. What's yeah, it? okay?
1: Right. My fave currently, I can't. I, of course, I can't remember his name right now. He died heroin uh, overdose, like Mitch, Mitch Hedberg. Hedberg. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which
3: I think wasn't it cocaine?
1: Oh, we'll see yeah. how to see. This is how little I know. Let's not get into the details. It's sad either way. It is. Did you, sad. Did you bring
2: those police reports with you,
3: or oh, did yes, you forget right those here. again? Every that is. Every comedian that's died in the last thirty years. <laughs> wow. Why do you carry those around? Thanks, smoking gun. <laughs> For moments like
2: this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you could go on Smoking Gun and actually see the death certificate. Um, but uh, but you guys were super nice, and I really appreciate you letting us come into your house Thanks. like this. And by the way, your dogs are
1: awesome. They are awesome. Anyone can see Damien's dogs. Well, everybody can see my dogs because they're also the founder and CEO of our new record company and, oh. and the... Um, our our announcement of the new record company we, we, it was made with them, and then we actually have we, we recorded a business meeting with them also last week, and um and so there's there's a uh, there's sort of a growing series of our internal business workings. So you're not with the are you not with EMI anymore? Did you bring? No, up? we broke away from EMI two a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Congratulations! Thank you. That's yeah. really
2: I that must, that must feel pretty good. You'll actually get to see the money that you're earning.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I mean the it <laughs> it is really good. It's it's great for us in so many ways. I mean we just are uh, you know we. We we're at a place where we don't. That's not what we particularly need, and um, and we weren't particularly good for them because we don't focus a lot on selling records. We Mm -hmm. focus on making stuff, and uh, so it's it's good. It's wonderful. We were like super super
2: happy. But I feel like if if you know these big companies were smart, they would look at guys like you and go, hey, they just love to work on cool stuff. Let's kind of develop them over time rather than trying to make some couple thousand dollars in the in you know in the short run like yeah. they could have made shit loads of money off you uh because you obviously will be working for a very long time
1: yeah well i mean i suppose it depends what business you think you're in and they're definitely in the business of selling records in the traditional way and and uh so the metric of success for them is how many you know how many copies have sold and and you know we we obviously think in a very different way than that i you know distribution systems like Record labels they arose to connect the dots. You know, you have like people who make stuff and people who want to see or hear or eat or smell that stuff or whatever. And you know, in the in the case of, of record companies, they really became the only way that you could get stuff to the public. And now that the internet has sort of obviated that, they they have to like you know they sort of have to figure out a new way to do business. And you know, in in the in the in the sixty years since the record business you know sort of got full steam. They actually started providing lots of other services for musicians, like b- risk aggregation. You know, like most musicians fail, but you, but most musicians also get signed and spend somebody else's money and then fail, and so they don't go back to Starbucks owing the world five hundred thousand dollars for the tour that failed or something. And, and uh, you know, promotional services and all. I mean, there's all sorts of things that record labels did. And, and musicians, especially musicians who have not yet, like, you know, hit solvency, really need that stuff. It's just they can't get it from record labels because record labels don't have any money now. I feel like the record industry is kind of like, I, I think of it as a guy
2: who was really hot in the 70s. And now it's just all his nose is destroyed from Coke. And he's just fucking sweaty and <laughs> stringy yeah. hair, like gut hanging out of a... A
1: wrinkled button up shirt He's like
2: The fucking party's not over yet guys The like, thing is yeah, That's not actually no. a
1: metaphor It actually <laughs> It actually is <laughs> It's like It's about two dozen of that guy
2: So now that you've started Your own record label I'm sure you want people To come up to you on the street nonstop stop and hand you CDs And cocaine CDs and cocaine
1: The thing is He was hot in the 70s Doing coke And now we're hot In the aughts And doing coke and so so we need the Coke now so we can be the dying industry in twenty years from now. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. You know? It's gonna be a sweet ride, you guys. Yeah, no, i I am we're gonna coast, way, it, into, we're gonna coast so it into high. our
2: own roaring twenties where we will record <laughs> with a robot voice. Sarsaparilla oh, in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we are going to uh, we're gonna end the chatty part of the podcast now, and then I wanna play. Tim's song uh, that you made, the interview remix. Does it have a specific name or are you just calling it the interview remix? Uh, I, th-
0: I, I think I'd like to call it A Real Funky Vibe.
1: A Real Funky Vibe, yeah. the remix for Bulimix. Yeah. Here's A Real Funky Vibe on Radio Notice. Uh, Let's I hate just myself. pop it
0: in and act like we're coming out of the
3: song right now. Whoa! <laughs> Great song, Tim!
2: Wow! Well, we're we're going to cut this that part tight. out. Though, oh, this part? Yeah, we're not coming in after the song. That's going to. That's going to coast us in. No, to, no, no. We, we came in after the song and now we're done. Wait, no, what? There were so many smiles made because of that moment. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but the podcast is going to end with the song. It just did. Yeah. It's over. Just now. Yeah, right. We're done. Are we on? Is J.J. Abrams directing this podcast? What? <laughs> That's the lost logo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Right. Thank you. Thanks. You
0: already,
3: um, already pulled out a Funky vibe. Ways. Mm-hmm. you already uh um, you already pulled out of funky vibes really waves you you already uh um, you already pulled out of funky vibes really waves you you already uh um, you already pulled out of funky vibes really waves and and you, you already uh um,